trust him today will you trust him now do you believe God is behind the scene do you believe God is working it out for you will you trust him now oh how I trust you Lord. he is a faithful God he is dependable God you can depend on him today. Jesus, you can rest Jesus, in him today. You can trust in him today. Jesus, He's a faithful father. He's trustworthy. He's trustworthy. He's trustworthy. He's trustworthy. Jesus. Cabra Camanebros. Kete Yamanebros. Kababa Yakata. Ye Bababara Kabayamanebros. Oh, this afternoon, will you allow the Lord to sort it out for you? Will you allow Him to work it out for you? Maybe you have tried your own understanding. Oh, the wisest man that ever left. He said, Trust in the Lord with all of your heart and lean not on your own understanding in all of your ways. Oh, somebody, acknowledge him today in your ways. Oh, even in your waywardness, acknowledge him. Oh, Mayaka Payakata. In all of your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your path. Oh, will you trust him today? Will you trust him now? If you believe God is working it out for you, will you trust him? Maybe you have worked it out yourself and things are not working out for you. Maybe you depended on your parents and they have failed you. Maybe you depended on your school. They failed you. You trusted your friends. They disappointed you. This afternoon, will you trust in the Lord? Will you trust in the Lord? Will you trust in the Lord? Kabrakata. Will you lift up your hands wherever you are and begin to bless the name of the Lord? The psalmist says, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul will make a boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. Beloved, we have gathered from various places. And today we are on God's side. Will you lift up your voice and magnify the name of the Lord? Let's together raise, praise the Lord, lifting up holy hands. Manebros kapayakata, yebra kapapayakata, yemanderi yarakapa, yebra kapapa. Oh, beloved, if you have voice today, will you let your father hear your voice? It's been a long time he heard from you. Oh, let this opportunity not pass you by. It's a long time the master desire to hear from you. Will you talk to him? Will you let him hear your voice? Oh, how sweet it is 
to trust in the Lord. Oh, tell him you trust him today. Hey, maybe you've got to come to him this hour and say, Father, I've done it my own way. I've gone my own way. I've tried my own way. Hey, but I'm still in a cycle. Today, I entrust my life in your hands. I surrender my life unto you. Maybe you are surrendering your health unto him. Maybe you are surrendering your finances unto him. Maybe it is your marriage. Surrender unto him. Maybe it is your children. Oh, my Akata. He is faithful. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Cabra Kata. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus, we thank you. We bless you, Father. Make us anew. 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 Spirit of the living God. Only you can do that. Which no man can do. You are the same yesterday. You change it not. Make us anew. Thank you, Holy Father. Olu, thank him. Olu, thank him. Olu, thank him. Thank him for what he has done for you right now. Do you believe he is working it out for you? You begin to thank him. Kabra kapapapa yakata. Yemanebros kabra kata yamande. Yebra kapayakata. Yemanebros. Father, we thank you. We bless you. We bless you. For there is none like you. We thank you. Thank you, Jesus. And there is nothing you can do.
Jesus. If you believe there is nothing impossible for him to do, will you give me a shout of praise? Even as you take your seat. In the mighty name of Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, how I trust you. How I prove you more Receive peace right now. Receive peace right now. 
Because I know that you are Because here. I know you are Where's here. If the Lord be for us, who can be against us? For the last time. Over me. And let so the peace I of God flood over your so soul. I won't walk Maybe you are worried about your children. You are worried about your finances. You are worried about your health. You are worried about your life. Will I be able to make it in life? Let the peace, the shalom of God, flood your soul. I won't because I know that you are Whatever that coming our way. The peace of his kingdom. Rest upon you. Over me. Somebody will put your hands together and bless the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. What a mighty God we serve. The psalmist said, The angels bow before him. Heaven and earth adore him. And if you are on earth, will you adore him? The heavens, they don't stop. The heavens don't stop. It is only the earth that we, we stop. Amen. Because in heaven, Bible says there are innumerable company of angels. If you don't understand what innumerable is, it simply means uncountable. Amen. In fact, if you read the book of Revelation, it says tens of thousands times thousands and tens of thousands and thousands. I mean, it, it, you cannot add it up or multiply it up together. They are uncountable. They are a sea of angels. The more you see, the more you see. Come on. You didn't catch that. I said the more you see, the more you see. It does not end. Have you been to the seashore before? It doesn't seem to end where the, the source is coming from. The feathers you see, the more of the waters you see. But Bible says, what do they do? They adore him. Holy are you, Lord. You are worthy. Worthy to do what? To receive power. To receive glory. To receive honor. To receive riches. Kabaya. To receive blessing. The blesser receive blessing. So whatever he has blessed you, you come and you bless him back. Somebody will you give him some glory. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. Will you turn to your neighbor and say, it is great to serve the Lord with you. We are excited to be in the presence of the Lord. How many of you are super excited to be here today? It's, it's amazing to see everyone here, praise God. And we thank God for the gift of life, praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Are you ready for the word of God? We've been on a journey for four weeks now. Dickness Nana came from Ghana. And the first thing she does is, oh, I've missed two services. So... Are you finishing the series next week or when? And I said, yes, we've made two services. And I'm sure Minister Phyllis will get a video on YouTube and uh, the audio on iTunes and on all of the platforms. Praise God. 
But today, I want to finish that series. I want to praise the master key of all breakthroughs. Praise God. Praise the master key. Somebody say praise the master key of all breakthroughs. As said from the beginning of this series, master keys are keys that opens every door. Praise God. And I cited an example for those who work in the secure hospitals and also those who work in the hotel industry. Praise God. Thank you, Junior. Those who work in the hotel industries. People that work in those places, especially the Chamberlains and the, the, the engineers and the staff, the technicians that work there, they can carry 500 keys to the hotel. Praise God. They are only given one key, and their key can open every room. A work needs to be done for a guest in that room. Praise God. So the master key opens and gives you access. Amen. What key does is it gives you access into and out. Praise God. If we want people to come into this auditorium, we open the door. Praise God. But if we don't want anybody to come in here again, we can shut the door. And when we shut the door, it simply means that access is denied. And if a door is shut and it is locked and you haven't got the key, you cannot access the room. You cannot access the facility. You cannot access the, the, the venue. Praise God. So you might have the, the master, you must have the key to this place. Praise God. You might have the key to this place, but the master key overrides the key of the door. So if Gideon, I started an instant, if Gideon has a key to this room and which means that he is authorized to access this room and if he gets maybe he's gone to work or he's traveled out of town and maybe we need to pick some stuff in this room and maybe let's say Kweku has a master key to this place Kweku doesn't need Gideon to be here to access the room he can come with his master key and override the door amen so even though Gideon is not here physically with his key because Kweku has a master key to the venue or to the room or to the house or to the door or to the gate he can override the key of the door or of the venue whatever it is that is what praise does in our lives amen praise override praise override and give us access into the throne room of God and into breakthroughs. Amen. Somebody shall praise. Bible says in 2 Chronicles chapter number 20, um, Jehoshaphat faced an army that were coming against him. And the Bible says that Jehoshaphat gathered the people, praise God, and he began to talk to the people, and then they lifted up their eyes unto God. Jehoshaphat began to give God some praise. Somebody say, give God some praise. Hallelujah. And we established from this series that praise is the acknowledgement or the recognition of merit. So when you acknowledge or you realize that someone deserves praise or someone has a merit, you give praise, you acknowledge or you give that recognition to that person. 
So I established from the beginning of this series that because in this context, we are not dealing with the praise of man, which in also, it also works for us. We establish when you want a thing from your father or from your mother and you don't just go asking for what you need, but you begin to sing some praises. You begin to shower them with some praises. Then you follow up with your request. It, it is very impossible for them to deny you. Even if they don't have it, they might go and borrow or they might ask a favor from their friend so that they'll be able to honor your request. So it is with God. What is Life is symmetrical. What happens in the spirit happens in the natural. So if we who are evil, we know how to give good gifts to our children. When they ask for bread, we will not give them a stone. How much more our heavenly father? So as a wicked father, if my son asks me or give me praise and I honor his request, how much more God, when I come before God and I shower him with praise and I make my request known to him, how much more will he go every extent to meet or to grant my request? Somebody shout amen. So Jehoshaphat goes before the Lord and he begins to shower praises unto God. So the Bible says in 2 Chronicles chapter number 20 verse number 5 just for those who were not here being for the, throughout the series so they can follow with us as we finish today. Then Jehoshaphat stood in the assembly of Judah and Jerusalem in the house of the Lord in front of the new courtyard. And he said, O Lord God, praise God, O Lord God, our Father, are you not God in heaven? Are you not God in heaven? He, he acknowledged the, the intensity of what they faced with the enemy. And he knew that they were no match to his enemies. So he had to trust in Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, how I trust you. Jehoshaphat has to trust God. So in his trust of God, he assembled the people and said, Oh Lord, our God of our Father, are you not the God in heaven? Are you not, and do you not rule over the kingdoms of the nations? And now realize that the people who have come against the people of Israel, they are also part of the kingdom of the nations. Praise God. They are part of the bigger picture. So now Jehoshaphat is magnifying God. The psalmist said, let us magnify his name together. So he calls the people and he begins to magnify the name of the Lord. He said, do you not rule? Don't you have rulership over the kingdoms of the nations? In other words, your authority stretches 
over the kingdoms of the nations. You've got power and you've got authority. You are able to do that which you say you will do. Hallelujah. You are able to accomplish that which you say you will do. And also that which you start, you finish. So if you rule in the kingdoms of the nations and one of the nations has risen against her, it means you have regency over them. Therefore, no weapon that is formed, nor fashion against you shall stand nor prosper. Why? Because he said, don't even consider the, the smith man, the man who is fashioning the weapon. I have a superior weapon. I have a superior weapon which can destroy more than the, the smith man that sits in his workshop and devise and scheme and gossip and lie and, 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 and do enchantment and divination. With all sorceries, witchcraft together. Say why? It shall not prosper because I have regency over them. Who is he who speaketh and bringeth to pass? If the Lord God Almighty has not sanctioned it. Praise God. So he begins to magnify the name of the Lord. Don't you rule. Don't you have regency over the kingdoms of the nation? And one of the kingdoms or one of the nations has risen against us. Power and might. So now Joshua acknowledges that all their troubles and their journey, they have seen the power that God has demonstrated in their deliverances. And it's not going to change. Praise God. So power and might are in your hand. There is no one able to take a stand against you. If the Lord be for you, who can be against you? Sometimes your enemies might be following after you. They might be chasing after you. They might, they might appear to be overtaking you. But if God be on your side, it doesn't matter how slow life has treated you. It doesn't matter how painful life has treated you. It doesn't matter how bitter things has been to you. It doesn't matter who has neglected you nor forsaken you. But the Bible says, if the Lord be with me, beloved, it is better for God to be on your side, for men to disown you, than for men to have you and God far away from you. Sometimes with you and God, you are better than the majority without God. Praise God. Who can stand against you? So the Bible says, when he has given God some praise, say now, how can we step this up? How can we make this better? How can we let this work for us? Verse number 21. When he had consulted with the people, he appointed those who sang to the Lord and those who praised him 
in their holy priestly attire. As they went out before the army and said, Praise and give thanks to the Lord for his mercy and loving kindness endures forever. So the Bible says, verse number 22, when they began singing, praise God, when they moved it to another level, when they started the very moment, they began to praise the Lord. Psalm 104, verse number 1. Blessed and affectionately praise the Lord, oh my soul. So it's got to come from within. Amen. It's got to come from within with your whole being in it. So the Bible says, when they began to sing, praising the Lord, set ambushes against the sons of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir, who had come against Judah. And their people made a mistake in the first place. I said on Friday, the devil always comes too late. Praise God. The very time Herman appeared at the court of the king Haseros to ask for the, the hanging of Mordecai on the gallows he had already prepared. God had caused a sleepless night unto the king that he could not sleep. That he said that, bring me the annals, the chronicles, the, the memorable deeds of the king. And in the memorable deed of the king, the king found out that uh, Mordecai had exposed Bethan and Teresh, their assassination plot against him. So the king said, what honor has been done to him? And the servant said, none. So the time the devil and his agent, Herman, appeared at the court, the king has already made a decision to honor Mordecai. So his request to ask for his head to be hung on his gallows came too late. The devil always came too late. The Lord set an ambushes against Judah. I said, the devil is alive. How can you come against praise? Judah simply means praise. So how can you destroy praise? Amen. But the moment the people activated the, the name upon themselves, the Judah, which means praise, Bible says God calls an ambushes against the people who have come against the people of Israel, and they began to destroy themselves. Praise the master key to all breakthroughs. That which their might, their strength could not do for them, their voices and their soul accomplished that which their physical strength could not do. Praise the Lord. And last week, we saw how Paul and Silas, praise God, when they were fastened in shackles in the inner court prison, and when they chose, as I said last week, sometimes praise is not pleasant. It is not just the, the normal thing to do. You've got to make an effort. 
Because when things are not working for you, it is not easy to praise God. When you have prayed and fasted and you have somersaulted, you have done everything you can do, you have sown seed, given special seed, doing all the seeds you know and things doesn't appear to be working for you. It is not easy to, to from within your spirit to praise God. Sometimes, as natural as we are like Naomi, we think that God has been bitter with us. God has not dealt well with us. Praise God. That was the situation of Paul and Silas. But even that they found a moment in their despair, in their pain, in their frustrations to praise God. And the Bible says, and the Lord sent an earthquake and shook the foundation on which held them bound and broke their chains. Beloved, it was the praise of God in their mouth. The psalmist said, let the praise of God continually be in your mouth. That means it shall not cease. The psalmist declared in Psalm 34, by now you should know that it's one of my favorite psalms, that I will bless the Lord at all. And what I love is the all times. Amen. Not sometimes, not when things are working for me, not when things are good for me, not when all bills are paid, not when everything is working for me, but even in the bad times, I will still bless the Lord. In the good times, I will bless the Lord. When I have, I will bless the Lord. When I don't have, I will bless the Lord. When the enemy is attacking me, I will bless the Lord. When I break through, I will bless the Lord. At all times, it simply means that let praising never stop from your lips. Are you receiving something for today? Joshua chapter number 6. And many of you know this story very well. So the Bible says in the book of Joshua, you know Joshua very well, and chapter number 6, all of you know chapter number 6 very well, uh, because if you don't know chapter number 6, at least you know of the Jericho War. Praise God. How many of us have no, heard of the Jericho War? Praise God. We even have the Jericho Hour. Praise God. The, a, a prayer marathon, Jericho Hour. So the Bible says, now Jericho, a fortified city. A fortified city simply means that it was not an abandoned city or a, a careless city. It was strengthened. It was secured. It was a powerful city. You cannot just go in and out and do anything anyhow. Praise God. So the Bible says it was a fortified city. So it means that you cannot simply enter the city and as you want and do whatever you want to do. Amen. And Jericho also wasn't a very big city. Praise God. It wasn't a very big city that it would take for ages to see town. It was a very small place praise God, and for that matter, it was very fortified. So because of the nature of Jericho, they had to secure the place so that they would not have enemy invasion. 
So Jericho was a small city. They need to fortify. They need to secure it. The Bible says that the city was walled. And it wasn't a big city because if you read the account of Joshua and what we are doing today, Bible says that they had to walk around the city for seven times. One for six days. And on the seventh day, seven times. So if you look at a people, a, a few people, Going around a city seven times in a day, it tells us that it isn't a very big city. Amen. So it tells us that it isn't a very big city. But the Bible says that it was very fortified and secured, was tightly closed because of the people's fear. You know, that is what fear can do. They fortified the place. Amen. That no one could go out or nobody could come in. For the fear of the people. Amen. But that is not the end of it. But the Bible says in verse number 2, The Lord said to Joshua, See, I have given Jericho into your hand. This is the same city that is very fortified, that is very secure, that is very solid, but the Lord said, I have given it to your hand. Beloved, whatever God says, he is able to do. It doesn't matter how secure it is. If God says, I'm giving you the land, I'm giving you the land. If God said, I'm giving you houses that you have not built, he's giving it to you. When God says he's breaking through for you, he's breaking through for you. It doesn't matter who likes you or who doesn't like you. If God says it, he will bring to pass. Irrespective of the fortification of the city, God said to his people, I am giving the land to you. Is there anything God has promised to give to you? Beloved, his promises are yes and amen through Christ Jesus. If you believe, he shout amen. God is faithful to his word. What he says he will do, he has the power, one, he has the capacity, two, and he has the ability to do it. Giving Jericho into your hand with its king and the mighty warriors. So this, this is going to be a, a, a big fight. With the mighty warriors. That means with all the people that are in there. Verse number 14. On the second day, they marched around the city once and returned to the camp. They did this for six days. So that tells us that every day they were going round once for six days. Praise God. On the seventh day, they got up early at daybreak and marched around the city in the same way seven times. Only on that day, they marched around the city seven times. So on the seventh day, they marched seven times. Then the Bible says, verse number 16, and the seventh time, that is, on the seventh day, at the seventh time, take note of the seventh seven, praise God. It is not by chance that they had to shout on the seventh time, on the seventh run, and on the seventh day of the siege, praise God. When the priests had blown the trumpet, Joshua said to the people, shout, for the Lord has given 
you the city. So he reiterated the, the voice of God in verse number one of chapter number six. That God is giving the land, the king, and eight warriors to them. So if God is giving it to you, and God has given them what to do. So on the blowing of the trumpet on the seventh month on the city, the people were given the, the mandate. They were given the right. They were allowed to shout. Realize that for six days, they were restricted. They were prohibited from shouting for saying anything. And beloved, do you know how difficult and impossible it is when you have something to say and you can't say it so can you imagine these people are going over this war every day they will march over this war and some of the people are doubting how can we possess this city that is they, they've got issues but yet they were forbidden to say and do you know how difficult when you've got something to say and you can't say it but on the seventh Time, on the seventh day, on the seventh March, they were allowed to shout. So Bible says, and so the people did what? The people shouted, verse number 20, the battle cry and the priest blew the trumpet. When the people heard the sound of the trumpet, they raised, somebody say raised, they raised a great shout. Somebody say great shout. And the walls of Jericho, somebody say the walls of Jericho, fell down. Somebody say fell down. So the sons of Israel, somebody say the sons of Israel, went into the city. Somebody say went into the city. Every man straight ahead. Today I pray unto the Lord God Almighty that the Lord will give you divine mobility. The Lord will give you strength. The Lord will give you the courage to confront that that has been confronting you for years. And the Lord give you victory for that that has tormented you for years. The Bible says, and the people raise a great shout. I pray you catch something from the realm of the spirit and you begin to give some God some great shout. Beloved, your victory is in your shout. Your breakthrough is in your shout. I've been in services for too long and I hear men and women of God eh, preaching and raising their voice and they are commanding their people, encouraging their people. Let somebody say hallelujah. Let somebody shout out and sometimes you begin to think, what can the shout do? The shout will not bring the breakthrough. The shout will not bring the deliverance. The shout will not put money in your account. The shout will not pay your bills. But I've come to change your theology. I've come to challenge the way you think. There is something in your shout that your work cannot do for you. If you trust God enough and if you believe God enough and you not fear what the people will say about you and you shout unto the Lord the Lord will use your shout and do that which your mind cannot do and do that which your power cannot do somebody shout hallelujah beloved sometimes it appears that we are crazy but we've got to be crazy for God in order to get things to you in the mighty name of Jesus when you have been battered for far too long you don't care who hears you beloved somebody shout so the Bible says and the people raise a great shout and the walls that was fortified the walls 
that was secure there was that was strength beloved you will not understand that is why you are sitting comfortably in your seat the walls of jericho is not the walls that me and you know bible say it was a kind of a wall that you can ride chariot on it the walls of jericho is not the walls that me and you know there was a kind of, it is thick and wide it is a wall that you can ride chariot on it praise god and chariot is not like a scooter it is not like a bike i mean it is huge so if a, a, a wall is that huge that you can ride a chariot on it it is not easy to come down it means that the foundation is deep it means that the foundation is solid it cannot be fortified if the foundation is not deeply rooted that is why I'm saying that there is power in your shout. If you not keep your peace, if you not keep silent, and if you begin to raise a, a, a shout, Bible said the people raise a shout and ayakata. The walls that you can ride a chariot on, it was the shout of the people that brought it down. Beloved, I've come to encourage you. There is a shout, power in your shout. If you not stay silent beloved if you not stay quiet beloved if you can shout at that disease that disease will have no cause but to leave you if you can shout to that poverty that poverty cannot hold you down why because there is power in your shout somebody shout to the lord beloved this is what shout is in hebrew the people of God had seven ways to praise God. One of the ways to praise God was Allah. It is from that is to sing. It is from that that we have the word hallelujah. But today, I want to take you to Shabbat. Amen. It is one of the seven ways to praise God. To Shabbat God is to raise a loud shout. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It is to address in a loud tone. It is a loud adoration. It is a shout proclaimed with a loud voice. It is unashamed. So when you are shouting, you don't care if Lady Gifty is by your side. You don't even think about Minister Chris. You don't care if Dickness Betty is watching or listening. I'm going to shout anyway. Let somebody shout hallelujah. Let somebody shout hallelujah. Your victory is in your shout. Your victory is in your shout. He has learned and understood that when you shout, hey, God commands angels to work for you in the name of Jesus. Let somebody raise a shout and receive your breakthrough. Your breakthrough is now. God has worked it out. In the beginning of the service, God was working it out. And now your shout, God has done it for you. Let somebody shout hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. It is unashamed shout. In other words, it doesn't matter if my makeup is on. I'm still going to shout. It doesn't matter if I've got my Gucci suit on. I'm still going to shout. It doesn't matter if he's wearing a Prada shoe. He's unashamed. He's still going to shout. Because I know that my shout, is my victory is in my shout. I'm not going to stay silent for the enemy to perfect me. 
and beloved Bible, I mean, the Amplified says, the Amplified says, that when they raised that mighty shout the seventh time, the wall fell, and the people ran straight, and climbed over the rubbles. The way the thickness of the wall, it was very impossible for the people to run into the city when it fell. So he was of the opinion that the Lord God Almighty put his finger, the finger of God, on the wall, and the wall sank deep into the earth so the people can have access and go into the land unhindered. Somebody say unhindered. Beloved, there is a hand of God, unseen hand of God, working in your affairs, working behind the scenes, and they thinking that even if the wall falls, they will not be able to climb over. But little did they know that he has a mighty hand. He lives and no one can bring down. And he put his hand on the wall and everything went deep down the earth that the people entered the city unhindered. Every challenge you face, may the Lord put his hand upon it. May you enter your promised land unhindered in the name of Jesus. If you believe it, give a resounding shout unto the Lord. for today praise God In the name of Jesus. And I won't in the name of I Jesus. Thank you, Father. Father, we thank you. Worry, we cast you out. Doubt, we cast you out. Fear, you have no part in us. We are possessing our possession unhindered. Because there is a finger of God. That is placed on that sickness. That is placed on that disease. That is placed on that fear. And I see it going down. In the name of Jesus. Thank you. I can't wait for us to have our own auditorium. Maybe we just worship and worship and worship and worship. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen.